It is August, Stephen. You know what that means? Football's close. Actually, college football this month. Yeah, this month. That's right. The you know, the legit games start. Not the legit games, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the real, real, the big we time programs are pumped. Absolutely, very pumped. By far, our biggest episode yet, Stephen. We've been teasing it on Instagram. Yeah. Tell everybody what we got. To give me a little bit of water. My mouth's dry. We have the Mount Cody coming up. He's coming on the show here in a minute. We're going to just talk to him a little bit. Get his, uh, obviously talk to him about the biggest play. I would say it's probably right there behind second and 26. Wouldn't you say? Because yeah, it saved that season. It, it won an Astro Championship because it was not the playoffs. So, if they lose that game, they're not going through the championship. Yeah. So, when he you know blocked the field goal, he actually blocked two that game, I believe. But uh, the last play of the game, blocked it. We're going to talk to him about that. Talk to him about his time at Bama. He got drafted by the Ravens. Going to talk to him about that a little bit. Get his thoughts on this year's Bama team. What's going to happen. The quarterback battle. All that coming up. Y'all stick around. We are here with Alabama great Terrence Cody. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? We're doing great. We really appreciate you joining the show. So, what have you been to? A, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, shoot, I just moved back from California um, this well, last October, and uh, helped out my buddy down on uh, Travis William down at uh, Dora High School and stuff. Um, they had a really good season this past year. And um, as of right now, I'm just chilling and enjoying life. You know, I've got my two daughters and stuff that I got to, you know, help make it through life. And other than that, man, I've just been living life. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, we're not going to waste your time. Let's get right into it. The biggest play, me and Steven were talking, we think this is probably the biggest play or the second biggest play of the Nick Saban era. Can you break down that block to beat Tennessee? <laughs> um. Well, I had already blocked one earlier in the game. Right. And should have had another one, but I missed that barely. But uh, (laughs) coming up to that last one, um, you know, we we had, you know, two undefeated teams. Um, We got to get past them to make it to the SEC championship. And uh, we knew that that was going to be a big play. And building up to that play uh everybody you know basically was like you know trying to come up with a way to to make a play and uh coach Saban called max block again and me and marcel you know we got a good push up the middle and i remember just throwing up my arm and jumping a little bit and i felt something hit my arm and i heard the crowd go crazy and i just took off and ended up pulling my helmet off at the same time Man, I remember like very vividly where I, I was in my living room watching it. You know, my whole family went nuts. So when Coach Saban calls uh, Max Block, what's the like? Is it specifically you in a certain gap, or or Marcel, or is it just whoever gets in the gap, or how does how does that work? It's basically uh, it was me and Marcel on a specific person, and what we want to do is uproot that person from out of that get movement. So either one of us can get penetration to get through to make the block. What is going that, through your head? What is the feeling like? You're running. You throw your helmet off. 100,000 fans screaming, going nuts because you made the play of the game. 
Can you like what is what is going through your mind at that exact moment? <laughs> um, to to be honest, oh shoot, man, that was kind of a an emotional day for me because it was the anniversary of um, my dad's passing when I was ten, and uh, but like soon when I blocked it, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I just, like, as I'm taking off running and stuff, and, like, I bump into a couple guys, chest bumping, and then I just dropped to my knees and stuff. And then just, like, I had a, I was just in an emotional moment at that point. And uh, I remember Josh Chapman and Julio, them coming up to me and picking me up off the ground and stuff. And they was like, man, you know what you just did? And at the same time, I just got my eyes full of tears and stuff like that. And... And it didn't process until, like, as I gathered myself that I had just been—I just made one of the biggest plays of the season. Well, that's incredible. I don't—I definitely didn't know the backstory about that. So it was the anniversary of your dad's passing. Man, that's incredible. Like he's looking—he was looking down on you, smiling. That—that's awesome, man. That—that's like a miracle right there. That's a—that's stuff a movies made of. So where did you get the name Mount Cody? Uh, I got that from. I got that from the recruiting board or whatever the recruiting boards or whatever. Um, the fans actually gave it to me before I even signed to go to, <laughs> to officially go to Alabama and stuff. Um, I remember going on a visit and me and one of the other uh, recruits were walking, walking through the, um, walking through the campus one night and we happened to walk down one of the streets with uh, one of the dorms. There was a couple guys outside. I think this guy, he was like doing, like doing like homework or something. And so I know he had some books and he was writing some stuff. And um, as we were walking by and he happened to look up and he was like, uh, hey, I think that's Mount Cody. And, and, he, and he was like, hey, are you Mount Cody? And, I was, and my initial <laughs> comment was like, no, my name's Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, "No, oh, dude, they're calling you Mount Cody, man. That's all. That's, that's you're like the biggest guy of that Saban's recruiting and stuff like that, and this and that." I didn't even know at the time that they were calling me that until that night. That's funny. That's funny. So, what was it like? You know, you going through the recruiting process. You're coming on visits. Um, how far into the process did you officially meet Coach Saban, and what was that like? I met him um, my first day up there. Um, I met him the first day. They had me come up for the Georgia the Georgia game when they played at home. Um, they lost to him in uh, overtime. So I met him that afternoon as soon as I got on campus and got situated and stuff. Uh, I met the uh, defensive coordinators and all that stuff. And then met Coach Saban in his uh, room at the hotel. And we talked for like, a, like an hour and stuff. What was your first impressions of uh, Nick Saban? Because I, I – I vaguely remember the quote of you saying you've never been scared of a man that small or something like that. What was what was the exact quote you gave? Oh man, he was intimidating. <laughs> but at the same time, he he like I was as I was talking to him, he had me like ready to suit up like right then and there. I was like, damn, coach, you got me wanting to suit up right now. I'll go play right now. <laughs> Let's go. So he was super intense and just intimidating. Yeah. I've never like I've never met somebody that small and that intimidating and stuff. It's just like he has a way with words and like 
it can get under your skin when you want to, but then at the same time, he can have you fired up and ready to do anything. That's awesome. And what is he like? So, you know, you hear stories about him on recruiting visits that he doesn't go in there promising, oh, yeah, you're going to come in and start and all this stuff, That, but you'll be given an opportunity and the best player will play. Was that your experience with him also? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, his main thing was, was, like, me getting my weight down. And so that was the biggest thing with me coming in. But um, he definitely gave me that chance. And when he gave me that chance, I made the best of it. You talk about getting your weight down and stuff. Me and Steven was curious because we watch a bunch of stuff about Alabama has state-of-the-art, you know, facilities, cafeteria and everything. What is that like as far as a defense alignment and offense alignment, y'all's meal program? Is that something that they set for you as far as what you're eating every day and what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, um, I know um, <laughs> as soon as I got there um, – I was introduced to the nutritionist and stuff, and we had a big meeting and stuff. And basically, whenever it was time to eat, she would meet me right there, right there in front of um, Brian Hall at the uh, cafeteria and stuff to to make sure I was eating the right stuff and and taking care of myself. Wait, so she never let you have any cheat days? (laughs) No, no cheat days. No so you didn't really have a say as far as when you're at the facilities of what you ate. It was kind of given, hey, this is what you, this is what you're eating today. Yep, but I did not to, you know say everything. I did sneak some things and stuff. <laughs> but did you get? Did you, did you recruit some uh, some of your buddies, some of the players, <laughs> to go snag you some stuff? <laughs> no. They uh, they used to actually uh make fun of me and stuff. I remember uh, Rolando was fixing a big plate of something, and he was like, he was like, "Dang, TC, I wish you you wish you had some of this, then, don't you, man?" And I'm still uh, eating eating a big salad and vegetables and stuff. <laughs> he got a plate full of steaks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he did you dirty. He freaking yeah. did you dirty. What are some of your best memories? If you could just talk, tell us stories about some of your best memories from that championship team and what it was like. Uh, some of my best memories. Oh, man. There's quite a few. I know some of them aren't for, aren't for um, a lot of years. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, <laughs> we had a night meeting the night before the game. And we were watching film, and I had just – I needed something to stay awake, and I always had a can of dip with me. And I didn't have any, so I got some uh, – I got some red men from Coach Saban. <laughs> and it's my first time trying it. And, like, 10 minutes into the <laughs> – 10 minutes into the meeting, I started getting very, very uh, – <laughs> I would say I would say I was getting high. I had I, I started catching the high. <laughs> during during those, a player uh, during a player and team meeting. Yeah, I was, we were in a defensive meeting nighttime. We was watching film before we got in our team meeting. Um, before we, you know, we all split the offense and defense and stuff together. And like I said, I was I, it started hitting me. The high started hitting me, and I remember hearing Coach Kirby call my name for something, 
And I didn't like say anything at the second. And he looked back to look at me. He's like, he's like, PC, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I look, I look up. I'm like, hey, coach, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm high as hell right now. <laughs> I got this red. So he had me. Uh, he had me walk out the meeting room to go <laughs> go to the bathroom. He's like, he's like, man, go to the bathroom. Get your shit together, man. We got a game to win. <laughs> Good lord, you talk about Kirby Smart. What makes Kirby Smart so great in what he's doing at Georgia right now? I think what it is, like it was at um at Alabama, um, he has a way with with the players now. It's 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 almost like the same thing Coach Saban had, but he's like he's like so contagious with it to get everybody at their full potential and have everybody like very attentive to everything. So like in my experience, like how he broke down the defense and like I like I used to pay attention so much like I even knew what the linebackers were doing on plays and and I knew what the safeties were like if one was up one was down and like I knew the close call the strong side the weak side I knew I knew kind of everything on the defense and that was all just from him like I didn't have to pay attention to that stuff but it was like how he broke down everything to make, to make you, like, remember everything and also know what your teammates around you are doing. Yeah, we, you know, we're huge fans of Kirby. By far the best defensive coordinator that Saban's ever – probably ever, I would say, ever at Alabama. Um, he's awesome. So, I'm just curious, you know, in the – they did it some of the championship game and throughout the season in short line packages, specifically on the goal line, you would line up at the fullback position – I just want to know how hard did you try to go at Coach Saban to just give you a fullback dive or something like that <laughs> to get you a touchdown? Well, we used to run it in practice a lot, and he had made a deal with me. He was like, "You get under three fifty, I'll give you the ball and stuff. I'll start giving you the ball." And I was like, "Okay, Coach. All right, cool. That's a deal." And I was always like three fifty seven, three fifty six, and all that stuff. And it was like one time where I almost was under 350, but I was like um, a pound and a half. And he, was, he came up to me. He was like, now, you're a pound and a half, and I would give you the ball, but the deal is a deal and stuff. But I was like, yeah, you're right, coach. You're right. You're right. It sounds, and, it sounds like he's got he got with that nutritionist and wanted to make sure, you know, keep you down there, but not far, so far that he had to give you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to get it against Tennessee Chattanooga and he called me out. He called me right next to him and uh, he was like, Hey, it was senior day too as well. So like, he had me, uh, he oh. called me up and he was like, Hey, this play is designed to get us down in the goal line. Now we get down to the two, three yard line. I'm going to hand you the ball. And like, I was like, what? For real? Coach? <laughs> he was like, yeah. Well, um, they handed the ball to Roy Upchurch, and Roy broke out for like a 44-yarder and scored, and I was pissed. Roy! He, he, yeah, he didn't give me another chance after that. And, I, and, and we got down there again, and I came up to him. I was like, Coach, Coach, that's me, that's me. I get that. He was like, hey, man, um, you got to talk to Roy. He, he blew it for you. You were supposed to score on that drive. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> All the blowout games, you just think he could have just gave it to you one time. Man. That's all I wanted. If he would have gave it to me one time, I would have been good. Would you have scored? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Picking dudes and up I and carrying like, 
I had like four rushing touchdowns at the junior college I came from, so he already knew that I that I've carried the ball before, even in high school. Yeah, I know. Sitting at home watching the games, my family and all our friends, <laughs> we were just every single time it got was you know was close to the goal line, we were just waiting on it to happen. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> never did. So, just curious, you know, the the teams that you played on. It seems like the past, you know, the fans' opinion, in our opinion, maybe you can speak something to it. It just seems like there's been a shift of back in the day there was a meanness to the defense and then a meanness to that offensive line. And it seems like maybe it's the way the game has changed, but it just seems like they've kind of gotten away from it. What's the differences between the teams that you played on and the teams that have been on the field the past few years that you've seen? Um, Me, like, personally, just, I think it's the um, the way uh, it's more so like the kids these days. Um, not not everybody's built like how we were back in the days and stuff. So like everything's like washed a little bit and stuff to uh, to accommodate the kids because you know like back then we were so like we were so like programmed to do everything that they told us to. And now like they brought the end to where kids are getting paid now. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot to do with that. So basically, you know, it's a lot of prima donnas more than football players now and stuff. Um, not to, not to, you know, take anything from a lot of these guys. Cause a lot of them are really good athletes and good players, but you know, Kids like how we were back when we were playing and stuff. Uh, we were like, we were nasty on the field, like offense, offense and defense. Like we just played a certain way, and we try to you know dominate everybody any way that we could. And it just isn't like that anymore. And and also, I you know I know Coach Saban had to change the ways that he had to coach and talk to the kids and stuff because you know a lot of kids get sensitive. And getting the feelings now a lot too. So it's a lot of things that play into that to how it was. But I believe I believe he like eventually it will get back to how it was and stuff. But I know just you know watching watching them play like these last three years, you know, it's not that it's not that toughness anymore. I mean, you got a few guys on each side of the ball that has it, but not not as a complete whole team like it was back when we were playing. You think the NIL and the transfer portal has is probably the most to do with that? Why guys are more soft and like that? Oh yeah, without a doubt. So you you haven't played Alabama in a while, and you haven't been in the NCAA in a while. Do you have any stories of back? I'm not saying Alabama did it, or just any schools offering you money or anything. I mean, we're just trying to have a good time. Any 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 stories like that? Anybody just drop off a. McDonald's bag with a bunch of you open it, thinking it's a whopper, and it's like ten thousand dollars cash. Anything like that? It wasn't money, but I was getting a lot of gifts and stuff. So you know, it wasn't all all money. It okay. was more so. Uh, I would get, I'll get some shoes here, get some stuff here, get some stuff there, and stuff, and um. Uh, because uh, Miami, Miami was it was basically down to Miami and Alabama at the time. Even though I was getting recruited by a lot of other teams, but 
Miami has always been my, my favorite college team growing up, and that's where I wanted to go out of high school, but I couldn't because of grades. And they were still on me, so, you know, I, they, one of the coaches would come and see me every week and stuff like that. He will bring me something every week. If it was something I needed or something I didn't need, it was you know just to show that they still that they still was looking at me. They still want me to come in. And you know, honestly, in my opinion, I don't really have a problem with that. You know, bringing a guy shoes or bringing him some clothes, something like that. To me, that's not a big deal. I think where where it, where it is at now with guys getting these stupid million dollars and all that and hadn't played a down of college football, that's where it gets crazy. But you know, stories yeah. like that, that you know, that's fine. It is what it is. What, how close are you to the program now? And have you been hearing anything about uh, Kevin Steele's defense this year? Or how have you heard anything about fall practice so far this year? Um, not. I've I've been up there a few times this um, spring, and but mostly I just go up there to kick it with uh, Josh Chapman, my boy right there. And stuff, but I also do also do actually about like the defense as well, and it's just more so like what we just said, trying to get these guys to you know to be tough. And they got some guys. It's, it's on the on the defensive side of their ball up front. I think they're going to be more tougher up front than last year. Um, but other than that, um, having the uh, Checked out like um, every, a lot of practices to really like give my to give my opinion on everything. But um, I just know um, just from talking to Josh that uh, you know defense is going to look pretty good this year, and the offensive side of the ball they got some weapons. And just found out that one of the guys on the offense, one of the running backs, is actually from my hometown and stuff. So you know I'm gonna be excited to see that. Oh, heck yeah. Do you have an opinion on the quarterback situation? Who do you think is going to win that? Have you heard any insider information or anything? Um, no, I haven't heard anything about that. Stuff, um, do you have an opinion of who you would like to be the quarterback? No, I, I ain't really got any opinion, you know, because um, still, you know, my my favorite Alabama quarterback still to this day is uh, John Parker Wilson. <laughs> what? For real? For real? Yeah. JP was my guy. Like, I, I understand he's your guy, your friends, but, you know, you don't like Tua or Bryce Young or anybody like that? I mean, yeah, I like those guys. I like those guys, but JP was my quarterback. I want to <laughs> try to get John Parker Wilson on the podcast. Yeah, we should try that's to get a, him on. That's a dream. Do you think you could play in today's era of college football with the real spread out offense and everything? Real spread out, um, yeah, I could. I mean, we played against a lot of teams that tried to spread us out, and we used to beat a lot of teams in our three, four package. Yeah, y'all yeah, dominated Florida there towards the end with Tebow made him cry. That was great. <laughs> um, even though on the 08 year, we actually was dominating that whole game. It's just Pimp started making a lot of good throws that he wasn't making during the season. Yeah, and, yeah. But in that, he was making them. So, real quick, kind of switching over to the NFL. We don't want to keep you a lot longer, top, top a whole lot of your time. So, you're drafted in the second round by the Ravens, the 2010 draft. What's the process of, like, 
even just leading up to the draft, is it like a seven days a week thing that you, whether you're training or traveling or whatever it is leading up to the, you know, like a month before the draft, a few months before the draft? Yeah, that, that whole process, it was, it was a little ex- exhausting and stuff because I had to go do the, I didn't have to do it, but I did it anyways, was the um, senior bowl. But like training, and for me, it was more like I went through Monday through Friday and Sundays I would do extras, cardio and all that stuff. And and I was traveling to see different teams. And then the um, and then the combine showed up and stuff. I mean, the combine came up, so I had to go do the combine. That was a long, like, two or three days and stuff because what made it even longer is, like, I had to go to – had to go to uh, like three, four different hospitals to do an MRI on my knee, and and like I remember leaving the um, I remember leaving the stadium at like at like eleven or twelve in the afternoon. And I didn't get back to my room till like ten o'clock that night, ten eleven o'clock that night, and stuff. And then I had to be up early in the morning to do the drug test, and then to start the uh, workout and stuff and then after that had to do more flying to see other teams and then I had like like a week week and a half to myself to get ready for the draft and once the draft came and got drafted things slowed down a little bit and stuff but once we had a report for uh, rookie mini, mini camp and OTAs and Mandatory mini camp and all that stuff, man. It <laughs> it felt like it felt like the season just like started back over and only had like a week and a, only had like a week to myself and stuff. And then like, but once once um once rookie mini camp started, like it basically you basically have no time. So like you you constantly having to do this, do that, and stuff like that. But like if you're not mentally prepared for it. Or physically prepare for you, it'll drain you. Dude, that sounds absolutely brutal and insane. We got two more questions for you, then we'll let you go. What means more to you? Like, what are you more proud of? Winning a national championship at Alabama or winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens? <laughs> I would I would probably say I would probably say the Super Bowl mm. because um, I damn near won at each level of ball I played at except for high school. Almost won one in high school, but lost the round before. Um, but won a championship in junior college, then got to Alabama and won one. And but never would have thought. I would have been, you know, I granted, you know, I knew we were a Super Bowl, a Super, um, Super Bowl contending team, like making it to the playoffs every year and stuff. But to win a Super Bowl your third year in the NFL, like that's kind of crazy. And you know, to be one of those guys who actually won one, one, you know, there's a lot of guys that that can't that can't say they won that can't say they won a Super Bowl because uh, they didn't. But and then like that also. That also was like a big dream of mine 
besides making it to the NFL, but winning a Super Bowl was also a big dream of mine. So I'll probably go with winning a Super Bowl over winning a championship at Bama. And being at both places, Alabama and the NFL, you know, you hear a lot of former players um, from Bama talk about the practices in the NFL being easier than it was at Alabama. What was your experience in that? Well, now it is, but I was part of the. I was a part of that last year before the um, player lockout. Mm. So I was. I got. I got like the full, full. Um, experience on two days in the NFL and that shit right there. <laughs> That's not um I seen a lot of guys quit my rookie year. And so it were guys it was guys dropping like two or three guys dropping out like every day. Almost every day or every other day. And so like I remember it was a guy one of the um guys they brought in and um he actually just quit and was like, I'm going back to school. Like, I can't, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> like, like, just and, quit the team? Yeah, he just he just quit during training camp. <laughs> he just quit during training camp and, like, said, I'm going back to school. I'm, you know, I'm about to finish my doctor's, doctor's degree and stuff like that, which I was like, I don't blame you and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, man, <laughs> if I'm getting a chance to make the team and do that stuff, I, you know, Granted, a lot of guys don't play football just to, you know, make it to the NFL. Uh, but I don't, <laughs> that was just strange to see, and it was, like, crazy to see at the same time. Right. And, stuff. and I had one guy that kept me, that kept me, like, level-headed and kept me, like, kept me focused um, was, uh, oh, man, what was his name? He was the he was the um, Troy Smith was the guy that got me through my first training camp. Receiver Troy Smith. He was a quarterback, no. wasn't he? Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, used to Ohio be quarterback State. at Ohio State. Oh, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. he got me through training camp. If it wasn't for him, I would have went fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> Terrence. Man, we really, really appreciate you joining us. Man, we had a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. It's been, been a blast. Yeah, dude. We appreciate it. Oh, man, it, man. I appreciate that. Oh. Absolutely. That's Terrence Cody, everybody. Great interview. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. On Spotify, if you enjoy this episode, share it to everybody. Terrence Cody, our biggest guest. Yeah. Super awesome. Thanks. We appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, guys. See you, man. Yeah.